Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for the week of April 30, 2023. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind invites everyone to participate in our springtime auction coming up on Saturday, May 13 at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the KCB Zoom line. We have an incredible lineup of fantastic items just waiting for your bid. Music boxes, jewelry, purses, and backpacks, the absolutely yummiest treats, skincare products, and home decor. What a lineup! And all proceeds from this auction benefit the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind as well as other KCB chapters. If an item is designated by its donor to benefit a specific chapter, half the proceeds from that item go to that chapter, with the other half going to the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind. You must register for the auction in order to bid, so listen to Soundprints next week for details on how to register. We will also be posting the details on the KCB events and KCB news email list. The South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind, KCB's chapter in the Bowling Green area, invites you to its social hour each Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Central Time, that's 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern, on its Zoom line. Their number is 669-900-6833 and the Zoom code is 763-689-4411. The passcode, should you need it, is 25852. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold its next business meeting and low vision support group on Wednesday, May 3 at 8 p.m. on the KCB Zoom line. The number is 669-900-6833 and the code is 862-9889-6972. The next in-person low vision support group will meet on Monday, May 8, from 1 to 2.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. The address is 150 South State Street. It's Derby time in Kentucky. The two-week-long Kentucky Derby Festival kicked off last Saturday, April 22, with Thunder Over Louisville, a huge air show and a 30-minute fireworks display over the Ohio River. There are over 70 events in the festival, including a hot air balloon glow, hot air balloon race, mini marathon and fold marathon, the Pegasus Parade with over 100 floats and bands and other units, the great steamboat race, and mini balls and sporting events. Churchill Downs opened its spring meet, on Saturday evening, April 29, and all week there will be dawn at the Downs and lots of racing every day. Schools are closed in Louisville on Derby Eve, Friday, May 5. That's an in-service day so the Jefferson County teachers can go to the track, of course. And the 149th running of the Kentucky Oaks, a race for three-year-old fillies, happens that day. There will be over 150,000 people at the track on Derby Day, May 6, 
with people filling the track from the infield to millionaire's row. Everyone becomes a fan, whether we know anything about horse racing or not, during derby time. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind invites all of you to get in on the fun, no matter where you live. Again this year, we're holding our traditional in-person derby party from 11 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries, and our virtual party will be from 2 until 5 on the KCB Zoom line. The in-person party is always filled with good food, from yummy fresh-baked bakery donuts to start the party off right, to fried chicken, little smokies, sausage balls, other picnic food, and of course, derby pie and lots of desserts throughout the day. The cost is $6 per person. The virtual party includes bingo, horse race games, and derby trivia. And of course, there will be opportunities for everyone to participate in our derby jackpots. If you plan to attend the party in person, please call us at 502-895-4598. This is important so that we have enough food on hand for everyone. Join the party beginning at 2 on our Zoom line from across the country. The number, of course, is 669-900-6833, and the code is 862-9889-6972. The Supportive Alliance of the Visually Impaired will hold its May meeting on Tuesday, May 8, from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time, that's 2 to 4 Eastern Time, at the Wesleyan Heights United Methodist Church, 1215 Sherm Road in Owensboro. The meeting will also be available virtually on the KCB Zoom line. For more information, contact Scott Heads, Savvy President, at 270-925-0183. The KCB Next Generation Chapter will hold its May Business Meeting on Thursday, May 11 at 8 p.m. on the KCB Zoom line. For more info about KCB Next Generation, call Joey Couch, the NextGen President, at 606-216-8033. The 2023 ACB Conference and Convention will be here before you know it, and pre-registration opens on May 18. This year's convention features virtual programs, meetings, and entertainment from June 14 to June 24, and a week of tours, meetings, exhibits, informative programs, and fun from June 30 through July 7 in Schaumburg, Illinois. Janet Dickelman, ACB Convention Coordinator, joins us on page 2 with all kinds of information on the convention, and she has a special emphasis this time on going to convention on a budget. Listen on page 2 so you don't miss out on any of the details you will need to be part of this fantastic two weeks, whether you participate from home or go to Schomburg. Listen to Soundprints each week on ACB Media 1, the mainstream channel. Our broadcast times are Sunday at 8 p.m., Monday at 8 a.m., Tuesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m., Wednesday at 4 a.m. and 4 p.m., Thursday at 10 p.m. and Friday at 1 a.m., 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. Listen on your Victor stream or on the KCB website at 
www.kentucky-acb.org. Listen anytime, 24 hours a day, on the KCB Information Line by calling 773-572-6318. For more information about Soundprints and how you can get a free subscription mailed to you each week on CD, call us at 502-895-4598. Page two. With me this week is Janet Dickelman. She's the convention coordinator for the American Council of the Blind. She's from St. Paul, Minnesota. She's been convention coordinator now, what, Janet, this 12, is the 11th year? 12th. 12th year? 11, 12, I don't know. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, and we're going to be talking about convention because uh, yesterday, maybe the day before, uh, as we are recording this, Janet released the access to the convention pre-registration site that will let us review what's coming up and just kind of browse, find out what's going on prior to the pre-registration beginning on May 18. So, Janet, welcome to Sound Friends, and we're just going to talk about uh, a lot of different aspects of the convention. We're going to be talking with an emphasis on how to go to a convention on a budget. So um, but I'll just let you begin, and we'll just kind of go all over the place with this. All right. I, I like that. Uh, no, no format. We're just going to chat. And We're just going to do our thing. <laughs> give you all kinds of information. Mm-hmm. So thank you for having me, as always. I always enjoy being on Sound Prints. And, uh, yes, as Carla said, you know, people talk about spending all this money at the convention. And, yes, it can be, you know, it can be an expensive venture if you decide to go on a lot of the tours and if you decide to go to a lot of sessions that have breakfasts and lunch functions. Not that we're not encouraging you to go to those things because they're, you know, they're really wonderful. However, if you're really on a budget, and you want to save a little bit of money, there are so many sessions and things that you can do at the convention for no or very little cost. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. So basically, you need to get to Schaumburg. That's the first problem. But once you're there and have registered for the convention, there's a lot of things. First of all, our exhibit hall. And that is always jam-packed with all kinds of technology and jewelry and all kinds of fun stuff. We have Blind Girl Designs coming back with her T-shirts again this year. Did you go by that booth, Carla? You bought some things from her, didn't you? I bought a T-shirt, Samantha. Actually, I bought a T-shirt for Samantha there. And they're wonderful, very different. A lot of them are designed based on canes in different configurations. Mm -hmm. And very, very unique. And uh, so she'll be there. I mean, and that's just one of the people who are going to be at the exhibit hall. All the technology people, Humanware, Vespero, Hims, you name it, they'll be there. Um, and then for anyone who has a guide dog or is interested in a guide dog, there's, I think we have five guide dog schools that have already registered. And it's still kind of a little early. We get a lot more exhibitors coming in the last month, so we're starting to get um, a lot of our exhibitors registered, but we still have quite a few to go, I'm sure. 
So um, I'm sure there'll be more than five guide dog schools when the exhibit hall opens. And with the exhibit hall this year, we're doing something new, uh, which I think is going to be kind of fun. We had a call after last year's convention with our exhibitors, and we asked them if they had any feedback. And a couple of the exhibitors said, well, have you ever thought of doing evening exhibit hall hours? And Michael Smitherman, the exhibit hall coordinator, and I just kind of both paused for a minute, and we said, no, but what a great idea. So the exhibit hall will open as it normally does on Saturday, July 1st from 1 to 5. And that's always such an exciting day because everything is all, you know, everybody's all excited. Everything's just gotten set up and it's a great day to go to the exhibit hall. But then on Sunday, we're going to be open from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m., which is a huge change. And mm-hmm. so it you can go to a lot of the affiliate and committee programming during the day and then, you know, go visit the exhibit hall in the evening or late afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then it will also be open um, Monday and Tuesday from 11 to 5 p.m. And then Wednesday, July 4th, 5th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. So I'll be curious to see how that works. We we did that a couple of years in the 1980s. Uh, I think it was 84 and 85. It's a fun try. If it doesn't work out, then it won't work out. Right. So if you've registered for the convention, you get to go to the exhibit hall. And there's no limit. You can go as many times as you want. And stay as long as you want. And stay as long as you want. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of the exhibitors have information, you know, little giveaways, so you don't have to spend a lot of money in the exhibit hall. You can get a lot of, gather a lot of information. We hope that you, you know, buy some things. The vendors certainly hope that you buy some things, but it's just open for everyone who's at the convention. Mm-hmm. So that is one of the things that is free. Our general sessions are free, and we have our opening general session Saturday evening, July 1st. And that's always fun because we present our life member ships. We present our Derwood K. McDaniel first-timers and our J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows. And we have some couple of angel presentations, ACB Angels, and uh, the affiliate roll call. And you get to hear from ACB Interim President Deb Cook-Lewis at her for her report and Acting Executive Director Dan Spoon for his um, report. And just, it's kind of a lot of pomp and circumstance. We have, you know, the Star Spangled Banner. We have the presentation of the colors. And it's just, you know, very upbeat day or evening. <laughs> this year we're doing something a little bit different on Sunday. Instead of having a general session Sunday morning, we are having two breakout sessions, one at 9 a.m. and one at 10.30 a.m., one, one group of sessions, I should say. And they are, the two sessions are basically two sessions on um, from the Transportation and Pedestrian Access Committee about um, Accessible pedestrian signals and transportation, metro mobility, and then two sessions from the advocacy committee about advocacy issues. And you can go to, there's two, conc- two concurrent consecutive sessions. 
try saying that three times. Yeah, for sure. Um, And you can go to either. So if you decide you want to go to the nine o'clock pedestrian access transportation session and you want to go to the 1030 advocacy session, you can do that. You can break those up. Mm-hmm. And then we will return to our general session format on Monday and Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 830 to noon, and then on Thursday from 830 to 1 p.m. So those are our general okay. sessions, and we have a lot of lot of presentations during our general sessions. Our talking book narrator is always very popular. He is Jake Williams from um, Beyond Books out of Denver, Colorado. He will be presenting on Monday. On Tuesday, we will have um, Martine Abel Williamson, who is from New Zealand, and she is the president of uh, World Blind Union. She will be presenting along with Jason uh, Yasner, the executive uh, assistant deputy director of NLS. That will be on Tuesday. We'll hear from um, our former executive director, Eric Bridges from AFB, now from AFB, will be presenting. And uh, we'll have our scholarship presentations. And based on survey results after last year's convention, we are having the scholarship presentations live rather than on video on Monday. We're doing going back to a scholarship presentation day, so that okay. will all be Monday. That's one example of you got to try it out somehow. That's right. Find out what's happening, and sometimes uh, you get enough feedback that you know right away whether it's right. good or bad. <laughs> there were good and bad things about the recordings, but by and large, everyone determined that they liked the live. I personally love it when all the scholarship recipients come up and you know visit with us for a few minutes. Last year was a little different because we had all the scholarship recipients from 2020 and 21 in addition to our 2022 scholarship recipients. Oh, that is true. So that, is true. that made yeah. a big difference. And the same thing with our Derwood K. McDaniel first-timers and our J.P. Morgan Chase. So we had three years of all three of those groups. So this year... It'll be back to normal. So that is another free. And we're going to have our voting, of course, during our general sessions. And all of our officer positions are up for election this year. So we'll have elections for president, first and second vice president, secretary and treasurer. And we'll be doing our voting similarly to what we did last year. We will have voting open for individuals, and anyone who is a member of ACB is able to vote in our elections, and you will receive your unique voter code from ACB when you get something, either in email that talks about voting or in the mail. If you don't have an email address, we will send it to you in Braille and large print. Don't get rid of it. Keep it. And that will allow you to vote either over the computer or telephonically for any contested elections that we have. And then we will have our affiliate roll call the following day after individual voting closes. So it's kind of, you just never know how many different elections we're going to have during the, during the convention every and year. And while you're, while you're on the voting issue, let's, um, let people know that to vote, whether it be in elections, which we're talking about now, or voting for resolutions, constitution, bylaw, amendments, those kinds of things, 
which that voting um, that voting will also take place during convention. Yes. Um, you do not have to be in person. No, in you just have to, to be vote. a member of ACB. Right. And even if you are in person in Schaumburg, um, you know, you don't vote in person. You vote remotely regardless of where you are, whether you're at home or, or in Schaumburg. And, right. And uh, that reason is, is, is kind of obvious because, uh, although we didn't think about that, I think, when we were talking before COVID, when we were talking about everybody being able to vote, um, you, you have to, everybody has to vote one way or the other. They have to either vote in person or they have to vote uh, on, you know, through the, through the Internet or telephone because that's the only way to ensure that each person will be casting only one vote. Right. And um, so it's kind of interesting. I think when we all realized that um, we weren't going to be voting anymore in person, and we, little did we know in Rochester in 2019 when we had that last vote, where they passed out the cards and we tore off the corner. <laughs> tore off a corner and there were all yeah. these little pieces of paper all over the place. Yeah. Little did we know that that was going to be the last time we did that. You know, we, but we, I, had, I will say voting is so easy doing it this way. Mm-hmm. You can go right in from your computer. You can call from your phone. If you yeah. um, if you have difficulty, you can call and talk to a live person. We'll also have a some kind of a, a voting booth phone as we did last year in uh, Omaha, mm-hmm. probably in registration. Where if you need assistance, you can go and get assistance voting. But it's really easy. Even I could do it from my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Well, and Adam and I went and used the voting booth one time. And did you the iPad that was there? And yes. Uh, well, what did we do? We we did we went to registration to do something. Or they had a phone, not an iPad. I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, and and we did it from there uh, one time. I think um, just did it different ways to see how it worked. Yep. And um, it was it was good. And if you're virtual. Yeah, whether you physically go to Schaumburg or not, that aspect of the convention is is there for everybody and functions the same way for everybody. Again, you don't have to register to vote. That's the only thing you can do at the convention without registering. Okay. Is voting, as long as you're a member. Okay. So um, let's talk a little bit about registering for the convention because as as Carla and I said at the beginning of this we're just going to kind of go back and forth about all different kinds of things whatever jumps into my mind which is a very scary prospect whatever <laughs> jumps into my mind <laughs> so exactly right at this point where at you're this just time up, of year yeah where yes. you're putting it all together <laughs> oh I, I'll tell you <laughs> so registration opens on May 18th and for ACB members, it is $35. $35. That is a pretty darn good price. And for non-ACB members, it is $50. And you do need to wait to register until May 
fifth if you're a non-ACB member. However, I always have to give my little caveat here. If you are not a member of ACB and would like to be, and I'm sure Carla would love to have you join KCB if you're from Kentucky, all you have to do is become a member at large or join a special or state special interest or state affiliate like KCB, and that's a $10 fee for the membership at large that will get you in to give you the ability to register then starting on May 18th at the $35 registration fee. So you save $5 and you get to be a member. Win-win situation. Well, and also um, sometimes uh, if if you are a member of uh, affiliates can do their own thing when it comes to what they how they want to support their members and registration or if they want to. In KCB, uh, we for people who are going to be virtual, uh, we have been paying the registration fee uh, since 2020 for anyone who is participating virtually and wants to register in the convention. Who anyone who is a member of KCB, and that can be either a one-year membership or a life membership in KCB. So, uh, if if you join KCB. You join for $8 for one year, we're going to pay that $35 membership for you. So right there is a, a good deal. So great savings. Right. If you're going to Schaumburg, we're not going to pay your registration fee. And you say, well, that's kind of silly. Well, however, no, it's not because what you're going to, to do instead is if, if you are going and uh, you're going to be staying in the hotel, KCB will cover your hotel based on double occupancy, that means you and one other person, you know, two people in a room, and we will cover your hotel costs for room and tax for up to seven nights. You can go and stay one night. You can stay all week, and we'll cover that hotel room. Uh, we do that instead of worrying about a daily stipend or something like that. We want you to be at convention, and if you can't be there, we want you to be there virtually. So we do these things in order to give you some help and support to get there from KCB. We have so much information. Um, it, it, it's an investment in the future of the, the affiliate. And it's worth every penny. Oh, it is. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm going to be honest. The first time I went to a convention, I thought, wow, this is even a little bit overwhelming. But once you get <laughs> yeah. there and start getting involved and start meeting people, you totally forget that overwhelming feeling. And just the energy and just, I mean, going to this sessions is absolutely wonderful but to me a big part of it too is networking with people you you run into people you'd start talking to people in a line waiting for an elevator and you end up going out to dinner with them yes you know or it's just you check in at the hotel you're checking in and yes. beside you is somebody that you've never met you start talking to them while you're waiting in line <laughs> the first time adam went to a convention he'd been He'd been to all kinds of library things and stuff over the years because he had um, 
he'd, he'd been the director of our talking book library for a long time, worked at the school for the blind for a long time. So it, the first time he went to an ACB convention, <laughs> he, uh, he, we were packing and, uh, I was putting stuff in the suitcase and the, here's this deck of cards. And so what are you taking this deck of cards for? And he said, well, you know, there'll be times we won't have anything to do. And I'll I be thought, bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we get there in the first day. Um, this was the Los Angeles convention in 1999. And, um, and we get there in the first day. We had, back then you had tickets to a lot of things and we had tickets to four things that day. A uh, couple were, and then the free stuff that we were going to. So that night, the last thing we were going to was a, uh, was a folk, a folk sing along. And it was starting after general session. I think it started like 11 o'clock at night. We get to the room and I said, uh, let's see, we haven't had time to use that deck of cards. And he, and he said, I can see why you wanted to know why in the world I was going to bring it. <laughs> Every day was like that. Oh, you know? every day is busy. I was my first convention. I was standing in line at registration, and I ran into someone that I'd been in a training class with thirty years ago. Our point here is that we want people to be enthusiastic. Yes. We want them to want to be there and to see why there's so many things that you can do there at the convention. You know, registration is going to open on yep. May 18, and registration is different today than it was prior to COVID. It is. Because, because prior to COVID, there were tickets to most things. It had started to change um, in 2019. Yeah, a couple of years before COVID, 18, 19, mm-hmm. it changed a little bit. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'd stopped having issuing tickets for a lot of things. But um, there were still a number of things that you had to sign up for and pay a little pay fee for. for. A little fee. $3 here, $5 there, $8 over here. Yes. And most of those things, especially the fees attached to workshops, went They're away. They're gone. Yeah, they are not there. Um, there still are fees for things like um, breakfast, yes. know, food breakfast, items. Breakfast, lunches. The Friends and Art Showcase. Um, that the Family's goes, Bingo. Bingo. But yeah. that's really it. Everything else is wide open. Right. And let's talk for a minute about before you even get to Schaumburg, because what we realized in uh, pandemic times is that people really enjoyed having some sessions via Zoom. Well, they had all their sessions via Zoom for two years. And right. when we came out of pandemic, um, everyone the consensus was, well, we don't want to get rid of these Zoom sessions. We, no, we want them to fun. continue. <laughs> so even before you get to Schaumburg, we have three days of Zoom-only sessions. You do need to register. That's part of the registration. So if you have registered for the convention, you will automatically receive the Zoom links for these three days of sessions. You don't have to select any of the sessions. You'll get all the Zoom information for all of them. There may be four, up to four of those selections every hour and a half. Yep. So if you figure that, Okay, sessions begin at what, nine o'clock in the morning? Most uh, days? Nine? 10, 
And every time I'm giving you is central time because we're going to be in Mm -hmm. Schaumburg. So even during the Zoom sessions, we're talking central time. So you just have to figure it out, people on the East Coast. Sorry, but this year it's central time. (laughs) Our session times are 10 a.m., 11.30 a.m., 1 p.m., 2.30 p.m., 4 p.m., and 5.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. I think I got that right now. All right, that, was, that, that yeah. was hard for me. I don't know why. <laughs> and then, and then, seven p.m. There's a, there's a bigger evening activity. Right. Uh, the first couple evenings, we're going to be talking about resolutions and um, constitution and bylaws. Yeah. So that Tuesday, actually starting on Tuesday, mm-hmm. June twentieth, that evening, and then. Saturday, June 24th, our Friends in Art Showcase is doing a virtual performance this year. For those of you who are big showcase fans, our Friends in Art group always has what they call the Showcase of the Performing Arts. And it's music and poetry and, you know, just a variety of entertainment. And this year they are doing two showcases, one virtually and then the second one in person. In Schaumburg. So you have two opportunities if you're in Schaumburg to enjoy the um, showcase, one virtually, one in person. Mm-hmm. As Carla said, there's going to be up to four sessions. At any, there's a lot, of, a lot of affiliates are having their business meetings during these three Zoom days. But we're also having things like the guide dog school update. We know how popular that is for the, for, to learn from all the guide dog schools. ACB diabetics are having some sessions. We have the audio description project have several sessions during the Zoom time, and there's just just a myriad of sessions during those three Zoom days. So that is all part of your $35 registration. And then when you get to Schaumburg and also some during our virtual, we have a lot of our business partners who are doing sessions. Microsoft is doing two virtual sessions this year, June 22nd and 23rd. We have Hims is doing a session in person in Schaumburg on uh, Saturday, as well as um, Sparrow and APH are doing sessions. I'm waiting for confirmation. I know Amazon is going to do a session. I'm not sure yet if that's going to be virtual or in person. I'm waiting to hear about that. Humanware has a couple of sessions. And this year we have, last year we had four sessions, concurrent sessions during the in-person convention that were hybrid sessions. They were available on Zoom and in person and streamed on ACB Media. Well, we determined that from a financial standpoint, that is just too expensive to do and, and too difficult to do. So we are having two hybrid sessions at any given time during the in-person, which means you can join via Zoom if you're not in, in Schaumburg. But a lot of the, quote, in-person only sessions that we're having will be recorded and will be available as podcasts after the convention is over. So if you're not able to be in Schaumburg and go to that Vespero session, for instance, you'll get it as a podcast after the convention. Okay. And and those sessions are also part of the free 
Yes, they're free. All of our all of our business partner sessions are free, free with registration. All of our committees, ACB families has their campfire session during Zoom, mm-hmm. during the convention, and also some during Zoom. Library users has several sessions. Our Braille Revival League, Citizens Low Vision International, all of our special interest affiliates have sessions, and if they have many sessions that are not food functions, so you can just go for no cost. Just wander mm-hmm. in. If, if you wanted to, you could probably attend at least 100 sessions during oh. those, those times. Yes. Just, just, you know, for that one registration. Yes. So you can truly do convention on a budget. Let's also talk about then uh, some of the uh, some of the ticketed items. We've talked about the breakfast and so on, and the and the lunches and so on. Families, for example, is going to have a breakfast on Monday morning, and that will be an in-person session um, only. But we will be uh, podcasting the presentation. The the presenters for that breakfast. Are going to be Jeff and Leslie. This Tom is going to be such a cool session. I might have oh, yeah. to come to your breakfast. I hope you do. They're going to talk about. They have hosted uh, Jeff, Jeff and Leslie Tom. For those of you who do not know them, Jeff is the is a director on the ACB board. But that morning, he's not going to be wearing that director hat. Um, he and Leslie have been host to eighteen different foreign exchange students over the years. Um, They always have a foreign exchange student every year, and they come from different countries and so on. And these are not blind students. Uh, Jeff and Leslie are blind, and they are hosting a a sighted um, exchange student. And and they, you know, they're from all different parts of the world. And so they're going to be talking about that experience and how they um, got involved in that and the process they go through to get a student each year, and uh, they will be really good. They they did this about eight or nine years ago, and um, we decided it's time for a repeat because they just really do a great job. But you'll find that kind of thing. You'll find a, a topic at all of these different luncheons, um, breakfasts, the similar activities, and so that's one thing that you have to buy a ticket for. Um other things are things like the banquet, uh, at ACB banquet on Thursday night, um, just anything that has a meal. Sometimes it may be a fundraiser. In the case of families, we host a bingo on Monday evening, and uh, you can buy a ticket, and it's only like 8 bucks yep. for a ticket. So that's a, that's a, a, a small ticket. And Some of the receptions and mixers mm-hmm. have a little bit of a cost. Like yes. the diabetics are having a reception, um, a mixer, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm assuming um, they're charging for the showcase that's in. They are charging for the in-person showcase. Yes, twenty dollars, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and they are charging for uh, yeah ACB diabetics. Yeah. And for instance, with ACB diabetics, you pay for the recept for their mixer, but the ticket includes one drink from the cash bar and some okay. munchies. So, and then CCLVI is having a dance again on Tuesday they night. They are, yes, $10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's going to be deal. a flapper dance. Yeah, what a deal. So Back to the Roaring Twenties 
and that's mm-hmm. a four-hour four-hour dance. I believe they're doing it for four. Hours. I know they're doing it for four hours. So that's going to be yeah. that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. RSVA always has on Sunday evening, and there's a little charge for this, but they have their comedy, they have a comedian, and then they have their karaoke. Oh, they're doing that on Sunday. Yes, the karaoke. I'm sorry. All right. That's yep. good. Saturday, Sunday okay. night for the comic and the karaoke. Now that's a tradition. They've done her- yes. goodness. They've been doing karaoke since karaoke or since a dance. karaoke was a thing. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, they they've been doing that. They or they've been doing something like that for at since at least 1980. Um, not sure. I think they. They did it a couple years before that. So there are certain things that just become tradition, and COVID might come along and cause it not to be able to be done uh, that one or two years, but we're right back at it. So And then our first Friday evening in Schaumburg, uh, June 30th, the ACB students are having a um, mixer, meet and greet, and mm-hmm. they're, not a char- they're not charging for that. Um, we have our Welcome to Schaumburg party that does have a small charge, and that is each year the Convention City has what we call our host committee where we have a few local people who help with some of the details for the convention, and they always have a welcome party. And uh, they have a gentleman who is um, a singer, and he can do all kinds of music from all kinds of genres, and um, he's going to be their entertainment, and they'll have some uh, salty snacks and a cash bar. And I did, one of the things I like about the Renaissance is we, any of the mixers where there is a, a cash bar or at our ACB cafe, which I'll talk about in a moment, you can either use your credit card or if you're staying at the hotel and it's easier for you, you can just put everything on your room. So you just have the one charge when you are leaving the hotel. Now, of course, oh, if you're great. sharing a room with someone, yeah. you have to just make sure that your charges get under your name, not your roommates. Yes. So in that yeah. case, you might want to just put it on a credit card. But it is kind of nice just to be able to give your room number and name and charge it mm-hmm. to the room. Yeah, you just aren't kidding. That, that's that's really terrific. So, Okay, so um, tell us about the cafe. All right, the ACB Cafe will open on Saturday, July 1st, and it has several different options from, you know, sandwiches to chicken tenders and breakfast things. The one thing that I like is they're offering a lunch combo, and it is a sandwich, a soda, I want to say chips and a cookie. I may... It may be chips or a cookie. I don't have it right in front of me. I'm sorry. But for like $10, $11. No kidding. So that for a quick lunch is going to be oh, really yeah. nice. Especially when it's being run in the – yes. the cafe is not run by ACB. It's, it's run, run by, by the hotel. Right. Right. Or wherever we are. Sometimes it might be a convention center. This year it's by the hotel. And um, so – and ACB does not make money off of the cafe – it is a convenience for conventioners, and I will tell you, it is a convenience. Oh. Because it saves you so much time, and um, it, it's just, you, you're so busy 
that sometimes you don't have time to go out. They said, well, I can go to a restaurant, you know, out of the hotel, and I can save a few dollars. By the time you do that, you've missed half of what you want to go to, and um, you haven't you want to discover you haven't saved that much anyway. And so the cafe is fabulous. To just- and the nice thing about the cafe, too, is um, if you're – some of our tours um, have lunch as part of the tours. Some mm-hmm. of them do not. So – if you are going on a tour that does not have lunch, you can just go grab a sandwich from the cafe and eat it on the bus on your way. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk about those tours. Janet, I think that tour on the last Friday, um, I can't remember the name of it, but the one oh, that the music boxes. Yes, yes. I might have to go on that tour. That is an amazing. <laughs> you know how I don't do tours. Oh, I know, God. but you might like this. What yes. Carla's referring to is this is a gentleman who has since passed away, but he has a collection on his estate, and it is a foundation now that runs it, and he has several different train cars that you can walk on, like the old dining cars you can go into. He has calliopes. He has a carousel. He has pipe organs. Um, he has calliopes. Um, many, many, many music boxes. I mean, anything you can think of, he's basically got it. And they'll play the pipe organ a little bit for us. They will um, let you see the carousel. We're not sure if you're going to be able to ride it, but you'll be able to touch the horses, touch the animals. You'll be able to see the calliopes and all the different things that they've got. And it is just a remarkable place. We were, of course, going to be in Schaumburg in 2020. So in 2019, it was this was suggested to us as a last minute when we were there in the fall of 2019 looking for tourists for 2020. And we thought, all right, well, we'll stop in for you know, 20 minutes and just visit this place and see. We were there for two and a half hours. <laughs> it was just an amazing, amazing place. And that final Friday night, and you can do both, um, we are going on a Lake Michigan dinner cruise. Mm-hmm. And this is this is a yacht. It's, you know, newly restored. And the cool thing about this is it is a plated dinner and you don't even have to select your meal in advance. They will, there'll be four or five different options that you will order right on the boat. Oh, so that's going to be, that's a little different. And the first Friday, so June 30th, for those of you who are coming in early, we are doing uh, the museum of science and industry and anyone from the Midwest who's ever been to the Science and Industry Museum on field trips probably remembers going through the coal mine. They still have the coal mine. It is so cool. And um, all the all the various exhibits, one of their exhibits is on Pompeii that we're going to see. So that will be, that's a fascinating exhibit. Um, and we'll have lunch. That evening we are going to a detective dinner. It's one of those whodunit plays where you'll get the clues and try to figure out who committed the crime and have dinner. And then we have many different tours. Saturday, we are going to a lake. We're calling it Beach Day. Um, and thanks to ACB Families for their sponsorship for that. We are um, will go 
hang out in the sand and go swimming and have a, have a lunch there. We are also going to the Holocaust Museum, which is very, um, the emphasis on this, at this particular Holocaust Museum is about people in Poland. And it isn't just concentrating, I mean, the main concentration, of course, is for people who are Jewish and about their stories, but it also deals with um, information about people who are, dis- who are disabled and other people who were targeted, which you don't always hear about in Holocaust museums. On Sunday, you can go tubing down a river, Class 1 rapids, so it's, it's a mild river, river but we're going to go tubing and have lunch. Um, that's an all-day tour because we're going right over the Illinois border into Indiana. We are also that day going to the Museum of History. On Monday, we are doing a pizza tour where Chicago is known for its pizza, and we're going to three different venues for pizza. And, of course, when you think of Chicago, you think of Prohibition and you think of gangsters, and we're going to learn all about that and go to... Um, what was Harry, Harry Carey's bar, um, which is an old was an old speakeasy, the building was. So we're going to learn all about that. And uh, also, we are going to the Mexican American Art Museum that day. And you may think, well, what is an art museum going to have for me? But they have some renderings, and they will also describe in great detail a lot of the art, and we'll learn about artists from Mexico, either when they did their art in Mexico or when they came here to the United States, and we're going to have a served buffet lunch from a Mexican restaurant in the area. On Tuesday, July 4th, we are going wine tasting up in southern Wisconsin, and we are also going to a White Sox game that night. I really wanted it to be the Cubs, but it just didn't work out. Wednesday, we have three different tours. We are going to our ever-popular candy tour. There will be two legs of that. We are also (laughs) going to Horizons for the Blind. And many of you have heard of Horizons and all the wonderful – they do so many Braille menus. They do a lot of um, utility bills. They have their whole uh, website of – what is it? Directions for me, for you? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you can get directions for anything. And it's a very cool facility because everything there is accessible to people who are blind, low vision. Everything is labeled in Braille. Everything is labeled in large print. And they have a huge gift shop. Uh, we are also going to the Museum of Broadcasting in downtown Chicago. Um, they will be changing their exhibit, so I'm not sure exactly what their exhibit is going to be as of yet but I think that's going to be of great interest for people who are interested in um, radio or TV broadcasting. Mm -hmm. On Thursday, we're doing something a little different. Um, After voting in general session, we are sneaking off to the Goodman Theater in Chicago to an audio-described performance of Tommy, and that will also have a sensory tour prior to the show where we'll get to see some of the costumes and meet up with the actors and actresses. And then Friday is the San Filippo, the music box and the Lake Michigan tour. And we're doing two legs of the San Filippo, but they will both be the same tour. It's just in order to break up the tour a little bit to make it a little easier for everybody to get through. 
and give more people a chance to go. Right. So when you're looking at the registration, look at the two tours. You don't have to, don't necessarily grab the first one. You might want to take the later one and sleep in a little bit in the morning. That's up to you. Let's tell people how they can keep up with what's happening with convention and also just give that registration information briefly again. All right. So to keep up with what's going on the convention, if you are not on the convention email list, and I'm starting to send out, you know, a fair amount of messages, at least trying to once a day, every couple of days at least now, um, and it is a one-way email. It's announced only, so you're not going to get people's response. Send a blank email to ACB convention and then the plus sign subscribe at ACB list. L-I-S-T-S dot O-R-G. So ACB convention plus subscribe at ACB lists dot O-R-G. And you just send a blank email and then you will get something back saying, do you really want to subscribe to this message? Reply and you'll get on the list. And that's all you have to do. Registration opens May 18th and closes June 16th. Uh, to look at the registration, go to www.acbconvention.org. There is a browse sessions, and you can go in and look at all the sessions. One quick thing, if you have registered in the past for a convention, you should have your member information. You will need to have your username and your password. If you do not have it or do not know it, reach out to me and I can help you create it or get you back in there if you're just not sure what your user information is. And it would be really helpful if you do that before registration opens so that we can get you right into registration without having to get the member information. And my contact information, my phone number is 651-428. Five zero five nine, or you can reach me via email, and that is my name, Janet, J-A-N-E-T, dot, and my last name, which is Dickelman, D-I-C-K-E-L-M-A-N, at gmail.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, and this is just the beginning Somebody asked me the other day, well, how will I know about convention? And I said, oh, <laughs> don't worry. You'll be glad when it's over just because we'll keep, we'll keep giving you information. Yes. So, uh, You'll so, be tired uh, of seeing my name. Well, and we we always put announcements here on Sound Prince, too. Yes. Um, at, sometimes in their uh, announcement session in the op- section in the opening of the show and all that kind of thing. So there's all kinds of ways to find out. And you know what, if if you don't have the answer to a question or you don't know what the answer is, Janet is always willing to help. Or if it's uh, something that, that we can help with, you can always call, um, you know, the ACB offices or uh, KCB is always willing to help too. And we if we don't know the answer, um, we'll make we, something we know up. where to get it. Or, yeah, or I was going to say, or we'll make it up. <laughs> so, so um our, our number two is 502-895-4598. And if you are going with the Kentucky Council of the Blind, um, if you plan to participate in Schomburg with the Kentucky Council of the Blind, 
please do not make that hotel reservation directly. Um, please call us if you wish us to help with your hotel room because we will make the reservation and we will pay for the room and tax through our account with a hotel. And if you well, are not you. with Kentucky Council of the Blind and would like to make yes. your reservation, the phone, mm-hmm. it is Central Reservations for Route Renaissance, and it is 800-468-3571, and make sure you tell them that you are with ACB. Okay, and that room rate is 98, 98 single double. And single double, and um, we the cutoff date, which doesn't mean we won't have any more rooms after this date, but that may mean that you may not be able to get the rate is June 8th. So you want to make your reservations before that. Yep. And that's very important. All right. right. Thank you. Thank you. appreciate it. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.